0: welcome to this Thorax podcast for Journal Club where we're again discussing papers for healthcare professionals. Today I'm interviewing John Matthews. Dr. Matthews is a Genentech employee and is involved in the Millie trial. And today he's going to talk to us about an article that he recently senior authored in the New England Journal of Medicine on lebracuzumab treatment in adults with asthma. Dr. Matthews, thank you for taking the time to do this podcast today. Perhaps you could start by giving us a little bit of background and explain why you did the study.
1: Great. Many thanks for the invitation and the opportunity to have a conversation about the study. There's a real unmet need in uh, severe asthma, and there's a clear medical need for additional treatments for patients who are failing at the moment on standard of care. We wanted to do a proof-of-concept study that would show that an antibody that blocks uh, IL-13 would provide add-on benefit in patients who are uncontrolled uh, despite inhaled corticosteroids and long-acting beta agonists. What we knew at the time uh, of the study is that not all patients with asthma maybe have the same drivers for their asthma. Uh, And so the heterogeneity of asthma, I think, has become very clear uh, and there's a lot of evidence now that the treatment responses for patients with asthma uh, are very different, and so we wanted to do something that would make sure that at the end of the proof of concept study, uh, we understood that we had uh, a treatment that could be directed to patients that had relevant IL13 drivers or TH2 drivers to their to their disease.
0: And can you tell us a bit more about what you what you did, how you set the study up, and and uh, your methodology?
1: I think it's driven by having a proof-of-concept philosophy behind it. So uh, we were taking a, a drug with a clear mechanism of action. Uh, Lebrochizumab is a, a, an anti l 13 humanized monoclonal antibody. Um, it's an IgG4 uh, monoclonal and has a specific alteration to increase its uh, stability uh, in terms of the IgG4 subtypes, immunoglobulin subtypes, are metabolized differently. And so we have an IgG4 uh, humanized monoclonal antibody that has high potency and specificity for inhibiting the cytokine IL-13. We can uh, give the antibody through a subcutaneous injection, um, and we wanted to test that in a population who we thought... Were clinically relevant, they were uncontrolled despite being on uh, an inhaled steroid, uh, and they could also be on a second controller. It wasn't mandated in the study.
0: What did you find? What were your key results?
1: The primary endpoint was based upon the measurement of FEV1. We have a good understanding of the variability of this endpoint, and we thought that by blocking IL-13, because of the mechanistic uh, role of IL-13 in asthma, Uh, Mucus hypersecretion, bronchial hyperactivity, airway smooth muscle, the impact on airway obstruction should become apparent. So we we decided that the primary endpoint at 12 weeks would be a reasonable time point to show that this population who were symptomatic at baseline with an FEV1 between 40 to 80 percent predicted, so there was some deficit of lung function at baseline should be able to show a 10% relative improvement in FEV1. And so we powered the study for that FEV1 endpoint, and we were also powered for a subgroup that could be as small as 30% of the total population, and we predefined that subgroup based upon periostin uh, as a biomarker. So we had a blood test available to us uh, before we unblinded the study, which divided the population into periostin high, uh, above the median uh, in, that, uh, in the baseline distribution, and below the median. Uh, and that was part of our um, primary analysis to show which patients. And, and the key finding was that the patients who were periostin high derived the most FEV1 benefit.
0: And Can you just tell us a little bit more about periostin?
1: Yeah, so periostin is a matricellular protein. We know it's secreted by airway epithelial cells. It's an IL-13 upregulated protein. So if we expose airway epithelial cells to IL-13, you get increased amounts of periostin specifically secreted from the basolateral part of the epithelial cell, which is more directed towards the airway tissue and bloodstream than it would be if it was an uh, an apical or um, an airway-directed protein. So periostin has some interesting characteristics in terms of its IL-13-related upregulation of this protein and the fact that it's um, directed basolaterally in its its secretion. And we think that it's involved in activity of eosinophils, and the activity of the matrix in response to uh, inflammatory cytokines such as IL-13. So it may be related to uh, airway remodeling uh, effects, but we we haven't uh, studied that directly.
0: And applying all of this to to patients, where do you see this going? Do you think we should be testing asthmatic patients and, and guiding their therapy on their IgE and eosinophil levels and serum periostin levels, or do you think we're not quite there yet?
1: The vision uh, is uh, one of a personalized medicine, and what we're trying to do is to find biomarkers that can direct a a specific therapy to uh, an asthmatic with uh, a relevant asthma disease phenotype for that therapy. And so for lebrachizumab, we have a, a companion diagnostic approach where a serum blood test, periostin, which has characteristics to enable it to be a useful biomarker in terms of um, allowing the physician to have a good understanding of whether the patient is likely to benefit from a specific treatment for, to, to labricizumab. Um, one of the things we found in, in the study was that if we took the baseline levels of, of periostin, there was a very good repeatability of the test. And so its characteristics give us confidence that the, the decision to treat can be made with confidence in that the the biomarker is a stable biomarker of a particular phenotype.
0: And finally, where do you see this work leading? What do you think needs to be done next to sort of translate all this into clinical practice?
1: The next steps are confirmatory trials. We're initiating two replicate global trials in patients with severe uncontrolled asthma. To complete the regulatory process and approval, these phase three trials will be designed to confirm the efficacy and safety of lebrachizumab in patients with severe asthma. The Phase 2 trial, Milli was not powered to detect a reduction in exacerbation events, and the Phase 3 trials will be. In the Milli trial, the overall frequency of adverse events was similar in the two groups. The safety profile showed that the drug was well tolerated. The larger number of patients planned to be treated in Phase 3 will provide further safety experience, and confirmation of the risk-benefit of lebrachizumab. We will also confirm the companion diagnostic periostin as a predictive biomarker for the treatment of lebrachizumab.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Dr. Matthews. It was an extremely interesting study, and thank you again for taking the time to discuss it with us today.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity.